World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hi, this is Creepy Podsta. You know, dang it, it's the show where we talk about creepy pastas uh, from a literary discussion angle. You know, the kind uh, where people are like, nah, "I didn't like this story because it wasn't evocative of uh, certain whatever." I don't know. You'll see once we get into it. Uh, it's hard to describe, but uh, we'll say cool things about the cultural relevance of the story and uh, stuff about, like, uh, last week we talked a lot about fairies and how they have uh, cultural relevance in Europe that they do not have uh, in America and that they had a cultural relevance in America before uh, our um, ancestors killed most of the people who uh, were a part of that culture. Uh, anyway, we don't usually get into um, talking about the horrors of genocide this early in the show, so I'm just gonna skip right ahead to the actual show. Uh, please welcome back to the show again for the zillionth time, Stephanie Kingsbury. Hey, everybody. And Cassie Rose. 8,000 episodes in and still nailing that opening, Jeff. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. uh, listen, I get a lot of comments that are like, hey, I really like the bad openings. Uh, <laughs> we just want to give the people what they want. Yeah, I would script it if people didn't like the fact that I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, so, Cassie, you picked a story from our suggestions list called The Dish <laughs> That's the title of it. No, The Disappearance of Ashley, Kansas. Please describe for us the uh, events of this story. Yes, yeah, so I picked this one because apparently I forgot how commas work and thought it was about a girl named Ashley, Kansas and how she disappeared. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, Ashley, Kansas, it's a fucking place. So here we go. The disappearance of a town called Ashley, Kansas. So it's set in 1952 and there is, oh yeah, so it's set in 1952 and the town disappears off the face of the earth, leaving this giant fissure behind. And so the police determine all 600 residents are probably dead. Next day, a 7.9 magnitude earthquake happens in what used to be the town underneath, and then the fissure closes up. So they start investigating. Apparently, there were all these strange um, disappearances, and residents reported all these strange things kind of before the town disappeared. So a lot of residents reported that there was a black hole kind of just floating into the sky. So the police go to investigate, and but they can't get into the town because the road into town just kind of keeps looping back onto itself like some weird Mobius strip. Uh, the sun stops rising, and then probably uh, this is where things get really creepy. So the kids in town start receiving phone calls from dead family members and friends, and they keep telling their parents like, oh... I'm going to go outside and join them because everyone's kind of stuck in their homes because, oh, the sun's gone. There's a giant hole in the sky and our kids are getting phone calls from dead people. 
super chill stuff. Your average day in Ashley, Kansas. Yup, just totally normal day. You can read about it in the community paper. Uh, So after that, the next day, all 271 children disappear. They have no idea where they went. The sky kind of explodes with fire. And the story ends with this creepy 911 transcript, basically. This woman saying that um, the night before, everyone came back, like everyone who had died ever came back in the fire. Everyone who's ever died or went missing. And this line I wrote down, because it was just so creepy. She says, last night they came back, everyone, they all came in the fire. Everyone who died or went missing, they're back and they're looking for us. So she's hiding in her house because she looks out her window and sees that people who welcome the dead back into her home, their house catches fire. And then she says it caves in. So I was thinking like kind of like poltergeist situation where it yeah, kind of just, so. yeah, just disappears into itself. Uh, and then that's where the story ends. Kind of like, oh, what happened to the town of Ashley, Kansas? No one knows because the next day it just disappeared off the face of the earth. The end. Yep. Yeah, it's sort of presented. I listened to it on the No Sleep podcast. I believe it was season two, episode five. Uh, and it's the third story. It starts about 20 minutes in, if you want to go listen. Uh, and they sort of present it like a, um, um, what's it called? Almost like a, like an NPR documentary style thing. Um, which is interesting. Uh, like with voice actors for the different people on the phone calls. Well, kind of reminded mm-hmm. me of, I know you've listened to it, Jeff Limetown, a tiny bit, because that's about it. Like, yeah. Everyone who disappears overnight meets like that show, every show that's out right now about dead people come back. I think the returned is the French version. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. What was it ran for like a season or two on ABC? Well, that was the, the um, American like re whatever it's called reboot remake yeah Yeah, but it had a different name Uh, i can't remember (laughs) yeah it's uh it's it's definitely it's weird because this is an older one i think right yeah five years ago this was posted in 2012 (laughs) um this uh this was posted in 2012 and it's got um it's it's weird because it's almost like was 20 I don't think 2012 was a time where we had stuff like the leftovers or the returned on TV right that was like a year or two no, later we had that movie 2012 this, uh, dis- with John Cusack <laughs> Mm, I don't remember. It was so long ago. <laughs> who can who can think about the year twenty twelve? <laughs> um, yeah, I liked this story, uh, Steph. What did you think of it? Um, I liked it too. I think uh, just the even just the very beginning where you know there's like a giant earthquake and the town is swallowed up is kind of evokes this like yeah like disaster movie kind of feeling and how those scared me terribly as a child um you know where like you think there could be a volcano in the middle of los angeles or a giant earthquake could open a giant fissure in the middle of kansas and swallow a whole town um so i think that even just from the beginning that kind of evokes that same kind of feeling that um you know this is like a natural disaster that could happen in your town and then of course it goes more into the supernatural realm later on but i liked it even just from the beginning from that point of view yeah yeah i almost feel like it went too supernatural because like some of the stuff some of the like phenomenon calling into the police like okay that could be coincidence but then at the end it's like wow dead people could come back and then the houses light on fire like that's maybe a little far um (laughs) but overall i think overall i think i liked the story uh and i sort of like that we don't really know what why this town suffered this fate 
Um, yeah, and I thought, uh, too, like, kind of in, you know, the middle part where they start talking um, about, you know, the police are trying to get to the town, but they can't because they're driving on the road to the town, but they just end up back where they started and that kind of whole thing uh, kind of makes you feel like the town was already gone, maybe, before it was actually gone. Ooh, in the earthquake. I like that. Yeah, because there's also a part where uh, they're trying to view it from helicopters in the air and they can't see it either. Uh, yeah, like they're getting like this town has been already transported to um, hell dimension, to, like purgatory or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, before the earthquake finally eats it up. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's got a lot going on. Uh, one aspect that when I was Googling to bring up the page for it, I, I didn't realize is that a bunch of people thought this was real. Um, there Such is a like a Snopes being like, <laughs> Wait, yeah, there's a Snopes page being like, hell? <laughs> uh, they were like, is that a town that existed that disappeared from an earthquake? Uh, and there was like an article on Bustle here. Um, well, I had an, article an uncle on who lived in that town um, and he worked for Nintendo uh, and we have not seen him since 1952. So. <gasps> 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, it's pretty much that type of thing a lot. Uh, yeah, so this one, unlike uh, last week's, definitely did go viral. Um, uh, although there's. I, I'm looking at. I'm skimming through the Bustle article and it's linked to uh, a, another um, creepypasta that we're going to cover in the future that was suggested uh, called 1999. Uh, I think it's interesting that it's like part of the whole thing about creepypastas is they're supposed to the part of what makes them popular is they go viral because people are like oh this spooky thing happened to me and then someone else is like "Mm, i'm gonna tell everyone on this other website that it happened to me and i'm just gonna copy and paste (laughs) it uh and this has that aspect, but rather than happening to the author, it's like, ah, it happened 60 years ago, so no one knows what's true. Yeah, maybe that was a town in Kansas, and you've just never heard of it because this happened to it. Yeah, because it fell into an earthquake hole. <laughs> yep, like Land of the Lost down uh, there. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Someone looked, uh, I'm, I'm on the skeptic forum where someone's like, hey, is this real? Was there ever a town, uh, called this? Uh, and someone was like, uh, nope, there were three earthquakes in 1952 in the U.S., um, <laughs> and none of them were in Kansas. Two of them were the in, forum. uh, <laughs> what, for providing evidence? That's yeah, the whole the point. the other guy, the original guy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, uh, the original post uh, posts about it and then is like, I think this one's debunked, but I just want to make sure. Um, it's it's interesting um, that someone could make up something this outlandish and then be like, ah, people are like, well, what if? Um I guess thinking, like, maybe it's a fictional story about a real place. Uh, Well, I guess it is just, like, that whole, you know, urban legend thing. Like, if there really did used to be on a map a town called Ashley, Kansas, but then after the 1950s, there wasn't one anymore, then you can kind of make up whatever you think... (laughs) 
might have happened to it. Yeah, that would have been a really smart thing for the author to do, uh, to look at an old map and see if uh, there was a town on it that didn't exist anymore. Uh, but no, well, they just totally made up like Ashley, Kansas. so much work. <laughs> it's probably a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, nowadays, uh, I did though, you get can... uh, through. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, nowadays, if you had no, a town yeah, I, that had yeah. disappeared, it would be because you know, like a Walmart super center opened one town over, and, <laughs> and poor Ashley, Kansas, <laughs> yeah. six hundred people gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I got linked to the to the Wikipedia page list of ghost towns in Kansas through my search because oh. uh, there's a bunch of them. There's like fifty towns on this list. And it says, like, what happened, why they're ghost towns. Probably more than 50. This is probably, like, 100 towns. Uh, <laughs> most of them closed in, like, the, like, early uh, 20th century, just because, like, business changed. Um, one was a resort town until the 30s. One, a small population, remains just south of Clinton Lake. Ooh, I wonder, like, how many people like 12. are there. Like the po- they don't the post office closed in 1953 in Lone Star, Kansas. Why would you s- just leave? Just go like a town over. Seriously, that's crazy. What is what's the uh, what's the population? I wonder. It doesn't say it. Like this town has its own Wikipedia page. It's considered a ghost town. Yeah, ghost towns are creepy for sure. There is definitely a lot out here in Nevada where I live because you know them gold mines Damn. dried up <laughs> and left all these creepy towns behind. Yeah, we live here in in the. Uh, the uh, verdant hills of New Jersey where there's no reason to ever leave a town. So I was going to say, we don't, ha- that, we don't have uh, any ghost towns here. There's that town in Pennsylvania that they had to evacuate because it's like all on fire underneath that you can still go visit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Centralia. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, basically the Kansas, I think. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, the coal mine underneath uh, Centralia is on fire and will be on fire for like another hundred years. Uh, and there's still um, there's still some people who live there. There's ten uh, residents as of 2010, so it might be fully empty by now. Um, yeah, they they discontinued the zip code uh, in 2002. Um, seven remaining residents in 2013 are allowed to live out their lives there, after which the rights to their houses will be taken through eminent domain. Yeah, Centralia wow. is spooky. That's really spooky. What do you think those um, people do all day? <sighs> Try to avoid mm, being on fire? in their houses? <laughs> <laughs> oh, watch, boy. watch a lot of Netflix. I like don't know. <laughs> the town and the mine fire have two different Wikipedia articles. Huh. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's kind of wild that this um yeah this type of thing if it feels like Centralia was probably an inspiration for this Ashley Kansas story um 
for sure. But like in general, I think a ghost town is spooky. And when I first saw the na- like name of the story, I'm like, oh, I bet all the people in this town disappeared. And then I read the story and was like, oh, no, the whole town disappeared, actually, not just the people in it. And uh, that's spooky in its own way, but it did not meet my expectation. I heard that um, David Copperfield did it as part of a publicity stunt. Oh, yeah, he actually just made... He- slowly rotated the audience's seats so that they were facing the other way and couldn't see Ashley Kansas anymore. Yeah. Yeah, he totally faked it. Oh, man. So, what's the spookiest part of this story for you, Cassie? Um, probably the fake 911 recording. Um, I think that was easier for me to, like, kind of imagine and the police are probably like, is this a prank? Is this a crazy person? And then just that line that she says where um, they're looking for us, that was just, that. I'll admit it, that gave me some chills. Steph, what about you? Well, I, uh, hmm, let's see. I mean, I think it's always creepy whenever you do anything where children are doing creepy stuff, you know, like, oh, the children are just leaving the house to go find the dead people. It's like, that's always You're getting phone weird. calls from dead um, people. <laughs> Great, those spooky children will get you every time. Um, But I guess just like to the idea that, um, you know, like it kind of is proven in that 911 call at the very end, um, you know, it's like the residents of the town know that they are in horrible trouble, but they literally, you know, can't escape from it. Like they can't leave. The road doesn't go anywhere. So that's that's scary uh, to know that you're in the middle, like you're in the middle of a country, but you can't, you can't just like walk away. You can't get away. Uh, yeah, I think for me, the, uh, the opposite is the spookiest part that no one outside could find them either. Um, I thought that was interesting because it's like, they're there, they're talking to you. And, uh, we covered a story a couple, um, weeks ago where, a guy is like talking to his brother on the phone and the brother's like, Hey, I'm like walking up the driveway. Can you see me? And like the brother's dead is the twist of the story. Um, it was a similar, the like, oh, the brother on the phone, uh, the brother on the phone who's like coming home had died earlier in the night. Yay! And the people walking up the driveway when the brother said he was were the police walking up to be like, Hey, your brother died in a big car accident. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. Um, so that aspect of it, uh, was spooky to me. The idea of this, like, disconnect between, like, the people in the town are there, and they're like, hey, we're here, and everyone else is like, mm, we can't find you. Yeah, that's definitely Um, scary. also, I found the show I was think the show I was thinking of was not The Returned, but Resurrection, which was on ABC, and starred Omar Epps, uh, it had... Kurtwood Smith in it. Uh, they have that like little boy who comes back. Uh, but the confusion is it's based oh, on a novel called that The Return. Okay, but there is another show that was on AMC <laughs> about dead people coming back to life called The Return. <laughs> yes, The Return was uh, an A&E show based on Less Revenants, a French TV sh- series. And They Came Back, which was uh, a movie from France from uh, 2004 a zombie movie also in French called Les Revenants oh God, uh, so which many. is unrelated to the later French thing 
Oh wait, no. Apparently, the um, uh, the TV show is based on the movie. Never mind. I thought it was oh. unrelated. Uh, I guess is it a spoiler that it's a zombie thing? Whoops. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, this is all. Things, so. <laughs> the French one. Yeah, is I'm very never going to watch any of these shows. <laughs> uh, well, well, I don't like reading subtitles. I can't oh, even okay. get through this Death Note TV show I've been watching. Uh, they did a live action Death Note TV series, by the way. That it's on terrible. Crunchyroll for free. Everyone, go watch it. It's. Uh, it's pretty good. Well, the live-action movies are pretty good, so why wouldn't the series be good? Mm. It's not as good as the movies. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> anyway, uh, so this story is... Uh, I feel like it's surprising that it took us to get this long to get to it, considering it had this viral aspect and is five years old. Um, but I'm glad we covered it. Uh, let's get into our plugs, unless we have any final thoughts about the story. Nope. <laughs> Silence. Uh, I, nope, I, think, I think we said all there is to be said. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cassie, you go first. I went first last time. Okay, Steph, and you go I'm first. I'm going to be super <laughs> offended if Cassie goes first both times. It's really going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> uh, anyway. I did switch I... the order that I introduced you. So. <laughs> uh, anyway, I have a Twitter and an Instagram that are both Pokemantic, P-O-K-E-Y-M-A-N-T-I-C. If you like to look at pictures of cats, you can look at my cute babies on Instagram. That's all I have to say. Cassie, what about you? <laughs> Oh, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for asking. Um, you can find me everywhere on the internet as Yerkmonger. Y-R-C-H-M-O-N-G-E-R. My um, top three are Goodreads, Instagram, Twitter, not necessarily in that order. Or if you like reading like I do, you could visit me on my book blog, Bibliomantics. I would also like to do a quick shout out to someone in our Facebook group called Andy Conduit Turner. Turner is my mother's maiden name. Maybe we're related. Let's talk. Uh, that's a very common last name, I think. I don't know. Uh, we you'll might be also be related, related to Light in the upcoming American version of Death Note. <laughs> anyway, you can find me on Twitter, J3FK. Instagram and Snapchat, JeffJK. Patreon.com slash JeffJK. Please give me uh, at least $1 per month, every month, for the rest of my life. Thank you. Um, that's, all, that's all we have to say about... Um, uh, this story, and there's not really a good ending line, so this is the end. Goodbye. Bye. 